Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. This is a, a special podcast because the world has really changed dramatically in the past week with, with governments declaring state of emergencies, with schools getting closed down, restaurants being shuttered, and many other services that we're used to having in our day-to-day lives. Now we're living our days kind of confined to our houses, um, you know, which on one hand provides more family time, but for a lot of us, leads inevitably to even more loneliness, which is like affecting our well-being and, and causing other kinds of health issues. And as an entrepreneur, it's, it's really both a time of challenge and, and of opportunity. That, that's certainly something that, that I'm noticing in my world. If we look back at other times where you know, there was a big economic downturn, so many incredible successful stories were started during those times. And as we look at what's going on right now with everyone at home, we have data that's showing that you know, people are spending upwards of 20% more time online with many looking for a way to earn additional income. So with all of these changes and uncertainties, um, on today's episode, we're going to explore this context with my guest, Sherry Yazzie. Sherry is a multiple six-figure business builder, and she's already sold over $2 million online. She's a speaker, a travel junkie, a mom, of course wife and intuitive coach to to thousands of people who follow her work online. So in this climate of uncertainty and and honestly, some some heaviness, um, we're really going to dive into not only how to survive, but really how to thrive in these heavy times. In particular, Sherry has used gratitude, something that we often talk about, but, but really don't give it, it's really its full attention to really improve everything from her relationship with her husband to achieving far greater financial success and even the way that she, she views herself. So I'd love to help me give a big warm welcome to Sherry for the show today. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to, to talk to you because I know this is a, a topic that you're super passionate about and has made such an impact in your life. And uh, who couldn't use more gratitude in today's climate, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so first off, I'm kind of just curious. I mean, with, with all that, the changes that have, have gone on. So um, like even in my home province here, just yesterday, you know, they announced, uh, the Ontario government announced like a state of emergency. So everything's been shut down and whatnot. Um, how are these things kind of affecting you and your, your family and, and your business? What kind of things are you dealing with right now? Uh, so they've shut down the schools here, but we um, we were already a pretty, uh, you could call us a quarantine family already, other than that we travel a lot. So uh, we curtailed our travel 
a while back, um, just as we see kind of what was happening. And um, my son already does school online and my, my husband and I work from home together. Uh, so we have just really specifically in this last week created an environment where we're actually not going to be out and about interacting with anyone. So we've done the whole quarantine ourselves um, just to help flatten the curve, help stop the spread, anything that we could do, because since we do have this ability, this um, life that we've created where we get to have the freedom to work from wherever we want, now we're working from our house. So I felt really called, like it was an important time to do what my, any part that I could as far as stopping the spread and flattening the curve. Yeah, that's, that's really what it's all about right now. And it's, it's, that's what, that's one of the benefits of being, um, an online entrepreneur, right. Is, is we have this, this ability to, you know, for, for a lot of us, in some ways, it's, it's not a big change, you know, um, like <laughs> I'm, I'm still working for my, for my basement office and, and do, do my zoom calls and whatnot. Um, but in, in a lot of ways still it's, it's, um, it's different. We don't have all these, these things that we're used to having in our, in our daily lives. And on the business side, what, what sort of things are showing up for you? Um, well, several different things. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a, I, I would say the people in business who can pivot the fastest are going to do the best because there are changes. So uh, one of our businesses, we have a few of them, is um, around e-com and Amazon changed a bunch of things um, overnight. And so it was kind of just pivoting everything around that um, specifically because we have some subscriptions and things. So we've been able to, I'm really, really grateful to say that we have a great team and we were able to make those changes pretty fast. It took us maybe 14 hours. So I think that really, again, the same thing is like talking to, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're doing is keep spreading your message and keep spreading the, the possibility because at least for me, I always go back to, even when times get kind of uncertain, I go back to, well, why am I doing this in the first place? And why mm -hmm. I always, anything that I ever sell, the reason I'm selling it to people is because I want them to have the same opportunity, the same possibility for the kind of life that I live because I love my life. I'm excited to wake up in the mornings and that's not how it used to be. So since I, I knew what it used to be like and now what it is now, I always, always create things like that. So even with the uncertainty in what's happening, I still go back to that why, that I want to help other people be there for their kids, be able to stay, you know, be at home and see them every single day. Um, I talk about this a lot. It's that your children are only this age, this day, right now. Tomorrow, they'll be another day older and the next day, they'll be another day older and the next day. There's no getting back the time. So even with what's happening now, the, you know, my goal is to really maximize and enjoy the time that I have with my family, with the people that I love and the, that I get to spend my days with them has just been an absolute joy. And so it's what I always, it's why I created all the things that I've created out into the marketplace. And so I continue to talk about it because I know how important it still is that people have these options and freedoms. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so, so awesome. And, and I can totally totally relate to that. You know, like it's easy to, to lose track of how much time we have with our kids. And I remember in, in one Facebook group I'm in um, for dads who are entrepreneurs, you know, we're doing this exercise where you kind of like just plot where you are in your life's timeline and kind of calculate like literally how many days you have left with your kids before, you know, they go off and kind of live their adult life, you know, and 
it was uh, pretty sobering um, just to have that visual, a visual reminder. And um, certainly with all that's going on right now, I think there's a, a whole lot more people now who are open to change or sometimes really out of necessity, right? Um, at home now with their, their families, not necessarily uh, working anymore or you know, looking for work or need to make a, a shift. And um, we need people like, like you and other entrepreneurs to um, truly be there and create those possibilities for them. So, so it's both a challenging, but like you said, like a real, a real opportunity to get up and, and know that you're making a difference in other people's lives. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to love to kind of go back a little bit in, in your own entrepreneurship journey, because as you said, it, it wasn't always waking up with, um, you know, excitement to get, get the day uh, rocking and, and rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of walk us through a little bit of, you know, your journey to where you are today. Yeah. So um, my husband and I have actually been entrepreneurs and we've worked together since we were 19 years old. So that's over 20, 20 years. We're, we're coming up on 21 years. Um, actually, uh, owning our own businesses and we, we, we bounced around, we did a lot of different things. Um, and basically when we tried to make the switch to online, because we had a business that was in person, when we made the switch to online, we failed so hard and so continuously for a year and a half working both of us 16 hour days and just getting deeper and deeper in debt. Um, by the time we found something that actually started to work. We were $40,000 in debt and just using the very little bits of our credit that were left on like around uh, between like six credit cards to fund our business. That's, that's being creative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, it was just a relief to finally find something that worked. And once we, once we found that, then it was like, okay, we want to help other people. But at the same time, what was happening is I had just decided that if I could just make $5,000 a month, then everything would be better and I could be happier and I wouldn't be so depressed and I wouldn't struggle so much with anxiety and worry and fear. And then we started doing it. We hit our $5,000 a month. We've hit a $10,000. We hit the $15,000 a month. I mean, you know, it was like we had 20, 25, like And I was like, what is happening? I really thought that it was the money. The money would fix everything. And so I started to go on another journey that was really clear that it was the inner work that I was missing. Because what would happen is we would have these amazing months. You'd have a $15,000 month and then everything would burn down and I'd have to rebuild. We'd have to start from scratch almost and rebuild again and again and again. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in there. So... Yeah, tell tell me more about that. What what is what do you mean by um like things kind of burning down and, and rebuilding? Like new businesses or just obstacles okay, in your, so, your business or or just personal yeah, so, personal stuff? Uh, you know, oh, sorry, yeah. So in our business, um, what we would do is we would build and build and build. So let's uh, we, we were selling on Amazon at the time, and when we were selling, we found this product that was amazing. We had we had fifty thousand dollars in sales in a single month, and um, you know our take home from that was like around 20%. And it was amazing. We were so amazed. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, it was. And then the, um, the product became restricted. We could no longer sell it. Mm. And so then we, we had to start again. We had to like, because we were just relying, literally we had like two products that were selling that much. So then we had to go back out and try to find something. And then it was like rebuilding again. And we just kept doing the same cycle where it was like, we'd finally get our sales going and then we would lose it all. Or um, 
we were we selling our course. It's going amazing. And then our ads account would get, get shut down and the sales would dry up. Like it was just this continual up and down all the time. It's almost like some something, some force, some invisible thing had it out for you. Or how, how did you view that? I mean, how did you, how did you deal with that? Because obviously those were things that you had like really no control over, right? Yeah. Well, the thing that I really got clear on was this. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the anxiety and all that stuff. For me, that came from a limiting belief, a belief that I didn't deserve that consistency, a belief that I wasn't lovable. And it just kind of permeated everything in my life from my relationships to my business to being a mom. And it, it, would, it, it continued like that. There was never any consistency in any area of my life because I had a belief that I wasn't worthy of it, that I didn't deserve it. Um, mm. And because wow. it is, it's easy to point the finger out there and be like, oh, it's, it's Facebook or, oh, it's Amazon or, oh, it's this. <laughs> but when you do it repeatedly <laughs> with all different types of businesses all over, you're like, maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> there's one there's one thing in common with all these situations <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> well how i mean how, how did you come to that point right what what made you realize that you know it's it's not amazon it's it's not facebook um there's there's something else happening what 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 sort of was your turning point so it, it's interesting because i had a completely non-business turning point and then after that when I look back, I was like, wow, look here, look at all the consistency. So I'll tell you, there was a morning where I just, I, I, I was struggling. I had struggled for a while to just even get out of bed, just to even get up. Mm. And my son was um, in elementary at the time and he was going, he went to actual elementary school and I would get up and take him to school and then go back to bed. And um, my son, when he was, even before he was born, he's was a bright light that just brought a change to everybody. And he still is that way. He's just got this gorgeous, wonderful energy that people love to be around. And um, I got really, really clear that if I continued on feeling as depressed as I was, being as fearful as I was, that the person who had the, was the biggest threat to his light, his joy was me. I was literally teaching him how to be mm. depressed, unhappy, and that that's how you dealt with life. Mm. And I got a real, I was an immediate, okay, things have to change right now. Yeah. I'm no longer, this is not an option anymore. Yeah. And in that moment, I decided that I needed to find a way to be happy. I needed to find a way to wake up and be excited about my life. And that that was the goal. That's what I was going to do. And once you make a decision in my, in my experience, once you make a decision like that, that is so powerful it's like the teachers, the things that you need to know, they just line up. Mm. And so taking on limiting beliefs became like this overreaching goal. Everything I did was always to, to learn and see what underlying belief would come up and disprove it and move through it. And at the same time, I started practicing gratitude. That was that was the the like the thing that, that kicked off all of it was this foundation of looking at what is good in my life. Mm. It was the very first thing that got me. So I wasn't spending my days in bed. So and just it was, shifting your attention, really. 
yeah, very much. Just shifting my attention to what, what could I be grateful for? And, you know, really framing my mornings and my nights. And then when we ate and, and doing gratitude consistently through that. And, and I, and when I started to do that, I didn't really understand the science behind it because I didn't do any research about it. I literally was listening. My husband um, had brought home Focus on the Good Stuff. It was an audio book. And he talked about gratitude and it just clicked. Like, I don't really remember a lot of the rest of the book. It just clicked with me. And so I started intentionally putting gratitude in my mornings when we ate and at night. And since then, I've gone and found that of course, what happens in your brain is it actually starts to shift how you believe and how you think and that the pathways literally in your brain change. Um, instead, like if a problem hits, instead of going to immediate, um, oh my gosh, it's not working, you know, I just give up. <laughs> your, your brain goes, no, 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 we got this. There's something that we can do here. Like it gives you resiliency. It gives you mental strength. Like there's, I mean, there's a long list, so, but that's really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just really, really intrigued by that. Um, so really, it, it's not only not only helping you. Um, I guess what I, what I'm seeing is it it's it's not just about being happier, but it's about even where you focus your attention, right? Focus on from the things you can't control to the things you can't control. Just mm-hmm. just by just by that rewiring of your brain, right? It feels very much like. Um, I'm, I'm very much into um, studying stoicism right now mm, with, with yeah. Ryan, Ryan Holiday, this amazing books, and I listen to his podcast. And for me, that's, that's really been a large gateway for me in, in terms of, um, you know, shifting to what we can do versus, you know, what, what we can't. And then I, I hadn't realized until we just talked right now, just how, you know, gratitude can very much do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I, I also think stoicism is awesome. Like I, I do the cold shower at the end, always nice. you know, like train your body to not freak out when something happens. Mm-hmm. But um, gratitude does it. You're right. It does the same thing because it, it increases just your, well, your belief too in yourself to be able to handle things. Because at least for me, my self image actually started to change. So I started again coming, it's like full circle along with those beliefs. I started to be like, Hey, if I'm grateful for all these other things, I'm grateful for my son, my, my home, the fact that I have a roof over my head, the fact that there's a bed to sleep in, the fact that there's flush toilets, like, why wouldn't I be grateful for myself? And I started to really feel the gratitude of, I can move my legs. I can move my arms. I can use my voice. I, I was able to, you know, have a child. I was I mean, like all the things that I was super grateful for with me, my body and who I was, and it started to change how I viewed myself. You know, it's like, if you ever had a friend that that complains all the time and it's like, everybody knows this person's a complainer and they, they, they just expect it. They know it. They like have to like, uh, strengthen up before they go hang out with that person. Cause they know they're just going to complain the whole time. Here comes Johnny the again. Same thing. Here we go. The same thing happens, but <laughs> what was that? Oh, it's just like, yeah, oh yeah, here comes Johnny again. Here's what's he going to correct about this time. Oh yeah. The same thing happens with gratitude, but in the reverse, people start like looking forward to being around you because they're like, you always have a positive spin on positive spin on things. And it's not to say you don't bury your head in the 
stand and pretend everything's okay, but you can always find the things to be grateful for in any situation. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, just the things you were listening, right. And just so many of the basic things that we take for granted, like the fact that we have, you know, our bodies can, can, can move around and, you know, um, just the little things we take for, we take for granted. I, I, um, I heard another, another example of a way to foster gratitude was just like every time, every time you do something with water, right. Whether it's flushing your toilet or, you know, drinking that first glass of water in the morning, just, just the basics of having clean water and all the things that water can do. It's just so many layers of things that we can be grateful for. And as you point out, um, the more that we start to notice those things, the more it, it starts to just change who we are. And um, as you pointed out, also just changes who we are around other people and, and we become someone that people are actually attracted to, which I would think as an entrepreneur, you know, whether you're doing a Facebook Live or even just even in, in one's creating content, I would imagine that the impact of having more gratitude would really reflect in how you show up to your, your customers and, and the people who follow you. What, what, have Absolutely. you noticed that? Oh yeah. I have people uh, message me a lot and they're like, your stuff is, I always just feel so good. Every time I watch your Insta stories or <laughs> one of your lives, um, you know, people have noticed my, my energy. Like I, I get a lot of that. Um, but you know what? One thing, even a step further with gratitude, if you practice it a lot and it sort of turns into appreciation. So you, you start finding things to be grateful for in your partner or your kids or your coworkers or your business partners or whatever it is. And guess what? The more you do that, the more those people show up in that and show up with that same energy. So it's kind of like if you have ever had a boss that you could never do anything right, it was very, very hard to ever bring your 100% A game. You are always so nervous that you weren't going to do it right. It wasn't going to go well. And that's kind of where you're focused on. But if you ever had somebody who just, they were like, everything you did, they thought was amazing. You were like bringing your A game every single day. You were excited to do this stuff. This is the same exact thing that happens inside of marriages, happens with your children. The more that you focus on what you're grateful for in them, the more it seems like there's more things to be grateful for about them. Wonderful. Well, I'd love to kind of bring it into the context of, of today, like especially with, you know, we're dealing with, with COVID and, and um, just kind of, as you mentioned before we were started this podcast, you kind of felt, you know, noticed sort of this, this heaviness even online. So I would just be, be curious, you know, in that context, um, what, what do you, how do you see gratitude being a part of like the, the medicine or the antidote and, and, my second part to that question would be, um, what are, what are some ways that you would, uh, encourage people to foster more gratitude in in this current climate? Absolutely. So the, one of the most amazing things about gratitude is you cannot hold anger and fear in your body at the same time as gratitude. So you can also call it stress, you know, whatever word you use around fear, um, you can't hold that and be grateful. It's one or the other. And so what I have found, it is there, there are a lot of scary statistics and stuff, people sharing a lot of things, you know, it's really weird when you try to get stuff at the grocery store and there's no, nothing on the shelves, you know, it starts to cause this anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's natural. And I, and I'm not saying you don't acknowledge that you definitely do. Hey, I am feeling anxious. Hey, I'm feeling that fear. That's cool. 
but you don't want to live there 24 hours a day. And I say 24 hours because even people I hear are having like massive stress dreams as they sleep. I mean, they're not even getting rest because Mm -hmm. they're in this cycle of fear. And so gratitude, it interrupts the pattern. It's, it, it shifts how you're feeling. And one of the things I really like to do is stacking. So as humans, we are really wired to stack. Like if you've ever gotten into a fight with your partner. <laughs> oh, never. And, <laughs> yeah, And they're like, you know, you're mad about, they left out the mayonnaise or something. And, but then it's like, and then remember you did this and then you did this and you did this. <laughs> sure. <That's yeah>. stacking. <laughs> we are all very used to stacking, like just piling on, but you can do it with gratitude, which is really fun. So Hmm. if you start and you think about, so this is to answer that question of how you could start integrating gratitude. Um, You think about something that you're proud about and really tune into it, really like feel it, you know, deep breaths, just really remember the memory of what it was and bring it closer and bigger and brighter. Think about the senses of it, like really get into that. So like one of my favorites is when my son was born. Um, you know, they laid him up on my chest and I just was absolutely like flabbergasted at the little miracle that was here in life. And, and when I really look at, I feel it. And I, that memory, the absolute gratitude that lives inside of that memory can flood my body at any time. If I just stop, take a deep breath and tune into it. Mm. And then you can stack, you can be like, Hey, what about when you met your partner? Hey, what about when you had an amazing sales day? Hey, what about when um, you spoke on stage? Like whatever it is, there's so many possibilities and you just keep stacking until you can just feel your whole nervous system go, oh, oh, thank you. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, I can see, yeah, there's just so many, so many things going back to, yeah, those, those moments in our lives where things were just amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So gratitude stacking. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to add that to my list. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of really fun things to do around gratitude, but the stacking is, I find it super powerful, especially right now, because there is so much heaviness. If that makes sense. Like there are other things that I do sometimes, um, just if I'm feeling a little bit off, like, or a little you know, not, I'm not in my full space, but this, it feels like we're combating this heaviness, like, like we talked about. And so the stacking is awesome because you just keep stacking until you can feel it. You feel like, Oh, you feel this relief. And then you can live in that feeling for a while. Um, and the more that you do it, this is the, one of my favorite things about gratitude, the more that you do it consistently, the easier it becomes and the bigger the benefits actually become because as you rewire that brain. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, we were in a really bad car accident about a year and a half ago. Um, we had sold our home and we were driving cross country in a truck and trailer. We were supposed to be traveling for a full year. We were all super excited. It was so wonderful. Mm. Day number 40, a trailer in the oncoming lane came unhitched from its truck and swerved right into our lane. We hit it head on. Oh my goodness. And it was full of cinder blocks. So we literally got hit with a pair of bricks. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and uh, because I had been practicing gratitude for so long, even though we were thousands of miles away from anybody we knew, 
our truck and trailer were totaled. We had nowhere to stay. Um, we couldn't get a rental car because we were like by the coast and more of a rural, rural area. Um, and the stress was big, right? And we, it was hard, but immediately I continued to focus on that we were all alive, that we all uh, were together, the amazing people that did step up and offer help, the um, Good Samaritans. Like it was, it was second nature to me to just start looking at, I, I mean, it, I'll be real with you. It did suck really bad, <laughs> but it, yeah, was, no doubt. it was also just second nature to continue to talk about what we were grateful for. And here's the cool thing. Since I had been doing this, since my son was very, very young, um, he, all of us would talk about what we were grateful for. We went to this Denny's after gathering up our stuff out of the trailer. And uh, I remember sitting there and he was like, well, let's talk about what we're grateful for. <laughs> and we went and we just talked wow. about all the wonderful things that were, that we were grateful for in that moment. Cause there still are always things, no matter how bad it gets. So even your, so, even your, your son, that was his, his first response, his first way of like dealing with it. That's, that's awesome. That, that's yeah, just become yeah. a part of him. I was expecting you to say, expecting you to mention something about, you know, like, and then the next two to three months in the hospital, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty amazing, you know, what, what happened. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, such a, a powerful example of even when things are that difficult, um, there's still so many amazing things that, that, can, that can change your life. So um, what a gift you've given your son. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, to bring it back, I mean, he was the entire inspiration for me to finally be like, you know what? Life doesn't have to be this way. I'm going to find a different way. I would say, I would say you've maybe not completed your mission, but that initial drive that got you out of bed, um, you, you reached that goal. Sounds like to me. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely feel that. Um, and it, and it, it started to morph, right? I wanted to help other parents to be able to know that they can be happy, that, that they can be fulfilled, that they, um, they can use these same tools, the gratitude, the inner work, working on the beliefs, like that that is the biggest return on your investment for your family, your money, your relationship across the board. Are there any, um, any, any tools or, or systems that you like to use just to, I'm like, I'm thinking you talked about how, you know, being consistent with gratitude is so, so important. Like for me, I use like the five minute journal, which, you know, each morning it has like the three prompts for, you know, three things you're grateful for and whatnot. That kind of helps me you know, make sure I do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, do you have any, any tools or tips you suggest for people who are like, you know, trying to get that consistency with, with uh, cultivating gratitude? Absolutely. So um, first thing for me is always when I wake up, I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I say it out loud. Like literally I'm in bed, like groggy. And I, I just, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just starting the day. And, and I infuse it literally with a feeling behind it. I don't just go, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I really get clear to how cool it is to wake up with my husband, um, to wake up in that bed to like, I really do. Those thank yous are heartfelt. Um, because I'm a big believer that the best way to shift anything in your life is to do it consistently. So I always tie this into things that I'm already doing. Right. So I start with my thank yous. Every time I eat, I talk about what I'm grateful for, whether it's in my mind, because if I'm eating alone <laughs> or 
if I'm actually there with somebody, I usually, if we talk about what we're grateful for, I usually bring it up. And um, then at night before I go to bed, I focus on what went right today, what I felt good about, um, and you know, what I'm grateful for. And at the same time, I also set an intention of what it is that I want. And I, I frame it in gratitude. You know, it's like, I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful for and whatever it is that I want, because that's, it's like this, I frame it. So that's what I'm moving for, towards. And I do it right before I go to sleep. Hmm. Um, there's other things, but like the, that I say, because if you do that, you think about that, right? People eat like probably three times a day. So if you get into the habit of every time you toss food in your mouth, <laughs> you think of gratitude mm-hmm. when you wake up, when you go to sleep, you've practiced gratitude at least five times that day. And again, it's these small changes. It doesn't take a lot, but it's just consistency over time. Hmm. Well, you, you set a challenge for me, Sherry. I'm going to, I'm going to up my game and uh, start practicing gratitude on a more uh, consistent basis. I like that. I like that. Five doses of gratitude a day minimum. I'm, I'm curious to see what I can get. Especially right now, as you said, you know, right now, um, for everyone listening, you know, it's almost like an essential medicine with, with all the stuff that's going on right now. We really have to pay attention to, to how we're feeling and how we're, how we're dealing with things. And you know, we have to fuel ourselves with, with things that are going to allow us to sort of maintain that, that joy and that happiness and, and focus on that possibility um, to, to kind of counteract all the other things that are out there. So um, Sherry, this has been amazing. Is, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, to share as we, as we kind of wrap up today on, on gratitude or, or anything else? Yeah, I think, you know, well, one, I wanted to say thank you for sure for having me on. I've really, really appreciated it. Anytime I get to come and talk about gratitude, always a good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful for the gratitude chat. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Um, and I would say that, in today's world, since you, you know we're talking about that, for me, when I first started the gratitude, it was like I almost felt like I always had to be grateful. Like if I always, I, I couldn't, I could, I could screw things up. I could like make it so I wouldn't be bringing in what I wanted if I was negative or if I was unhappy. Or, and this is the thing I'll say about that that really helped me. So hopefully, if you guys are taking on this gratitude challenge, um, it'll help you. And it's this gratitude, again, it's just practicing it consistently. It's not needing to be grateful all the time. It's not needing to always look at the bright side. Literally, you can be like, this sucks. And I hate all of this at times, because that's human. You want to, I, I found I was like overstepping things because I knew how to be grateful all the time. I wasn't allowing myself to feel some of the grief and some of the anger and some of the pain. And then until I, until I did, right? And so the cool thing is, is in this time period, it's okay if you're scared and it's okay if you're feeling or worrying or freaking out, totally all fine. Like, let that be okay for yourself and then acknowledge it and choose how you want to feel. Do you want to keep feeling that way? Or do you want to start putting in gratitude? Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to take the time to enjoy your kids today? That's, that's one of the things is like, it, there's no perfection here. It's just a practice consistently over time. Because it feels so good as you do it consistently, it'll start to become more and more a part of your life. Awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a great place to, to wrap up. So thank you so much, Sherry, for being on the show today. Um, I've learned a lot. And I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast as well, um, very timely 
in our current environment, what's going to be going on. And, and, you know, it's, I think we're going to be in, in this kind of situation for, could be, could be for months. And so, you know, as, as things start to unfold, um, really, you know, cultivate your, your gratitude practice, make it a part of your life. And, and just, you know, I think every challenge is a moment of opportunity. And so I think for all of us, including myself, um, here's an opportunity to really, you know, take gratitude um, to a whole new level and see how it can, can change our life and the lives around us. So Sherry, um, where could people find you online to, to learn more about um, you know, what you're doing, how you're changing lives through gratitude in, in other ways? Awesome. Yeah. So fulfilledaf.com. And uh, also I'm on Instagram. I'm grateful.sherry. And I'm also on Facebook. So facebook.com and then fulfilledaf. Um, yep. Awesome. All right. Thanks again for being on the show today, Sherry. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.